go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Welcome in to Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at First lady of the program. Her name is Jen, the Gamecock girl. Jen, how are you? Good morning. Hey, good morning. I'm doing well. I'm happy it's Friday. Are you back home? Are you finally back home? <laughs> for now. For yeah. now. Oh, you're back for from now. Texas. Oh, my goodness. Saving horses. <laughs> it was a work trip. Oh, Let me remind you. Oh, oh, it was a work trip. Down in Texas. Yeah. You were down there, what, like five days? Uh, Yeah, actually, now you mention it. Mm-hmm. Let me think. Mm-hmm. Four days. Four. Four days. Well, that's a lot of days, Jen, to be in Texas. <laughs> and you bought... I did get some new boots. I was going to say, you, you, bought, yeah, you bought new cowboy, cowboy boots. Was that uh, South Carolina Garnet, by the way? Kind of? Absolutely okay. it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. I thought maybe you'd have like a red and black pair together. Is that tight? Oh, I do. I have I have maybe eleven pairs right now. I'm guessing, and most of them are garnet and black combos. You've got eleven pair of cowboy boots. I do. 
hang on, let me make a note to myself that I just heard. And good ones, like not not your cheapy ones, like good, good boots. So you got, in other words, if you have that many pair of cowboy boots, you've got them so, what, ankle high, ones that go all the way up? You got, in other words, you've got all sizes and all styles. Correct, yes. But right now I'm feeling the taller ones, the taller ones that go close to the knee. All right, so what dictates your decision and the pair of boots that you're going to wear? What goes through the thought process for Jen when she's getting on her boots, looking in the closet at her boot collection? <laughs> I like a balance of the game cut garnet and black in my outfit. So if I'm wearing an all-black outfit, I might go for the all-garnet boot to make sure I have enough garnet represented. Are, and I say I don't know the answer because there's nobody who knows less about clothing fashion than me in any regard. So... Is it like a <laughs> is it like a, uh, a trendy to have the higher boot as opposed to the lower boot, or does it matter? Uh, it is a little more trendy now, I think, to have the higher ones. You know, the whole the whole craze of young women going to Nashville to have their bachelorette party, and the kind of women who are just buying a pair of boots for that they usually go for the taller ones, a little more fashion forward, I would say, but. I mean, people who really love good boots will have a variety of everything and will accept it all. So some of the more traditional ones are a little bit shorter than that, I think. Well, I'm not going to ask you the cost, but I do know this. If you're buying a real leather boot like that down in Tejas, you're, you're not getting them cheap because that's where boots were created, and that's where they're all ordered from all across the world, right? Well, I don't know. The, the prices weren't too bad with the ones I was looking at. I bought several of my favorites from the Western store there back home. Have you ever been there? I love that place. I've heard of it, yeah. I've heard yeah, of it. Yeah, I like to go there and shop sometimes when I'm home. And uh, the prices were all very similar. So you would have loved to have lived back in Western days. Sounds like you're a cowgirl at heart. <laughs> I just, I like it. They make me feel a little bit sassy when I wear them. I feel like I walk with a little more swagger. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. A little chap action out there with your holster? (laughs) I wouldn't say that, but the boots, I I definitely feel in the boots. And I like some fun jewelry to go with it. I should probably I like the fun accessories. I should probably keep those thoughts to myself. I think some of my my daydreaming fantasy thoughts there came through orally. I'm sorry. I apologize. I (laughs) apologize. If you want to buy me some, I'll wear them. <laughs> Feel free to send them down here. All right. Noted. Noted. And, and now you're back and you have a big... Uh, no, wait a minute. Now I'm confused. You were telling me you have a big tryout this weekend. I thought you just had auditions. We have several dates. This is how all the circuit works. So every school has usually three or four different audition days and people schedule their auditions in a circuit. So this is our last one. Our biggest one and last one. It's the biggest one we've ever had here at the University of South Carolina School of Music. Wow. It could be more than 200 people. So, again, because I don't know, do you serve as, like, one of the judges, or are you just observing other people making the call on who they like when they audition? I, along with my colleague, who's also a Jennifer, She and I are facilitating the entire day and essentially hosting everybody. But there are too many auditions happening at once. You have to do them simultaneously in different areas or we would be here for days and days. 
So they're not just one after the other. They're all happening at different locations at one time so we can get them done. And even with that, we're going to be here till 8.30 p.m. tomorrow. It's We'll be here from 7 a.m. to probably 8.30 or 9 p.m. tomorrow to accommodate all the auditions. And we do a lot of hosting and recruitment with that as well. And, you know, we're having info sessions, tours of the School of Music, panels with our current students, with faculty. We have opportunities for them to meet the dean and talk to the dean. So there's a lot of stuff happening that I'm overseeing for the whole day. So everybody who's coming in there is probably talking amongst themselves, "Uh uh-oh. Got the two Jennifers here. Oh, no, the two Jennifers. They're tough. We better be good. We better be good. Well, most of them call me JJ, and she's Jennifer. That's how we differentiate. So um, she's a vocalist, and I'm a saxophonist. So sometimes the voice people will be more drawn to talk with her, and the, the band people come hang out with me a little bit. But we also have strings, jazz, piano, it's it's a big school of music with a lot of programs. We're one of the biggest in the southeast. We've got more than twenty two different degrees. We've got the only doctorate in South Carolina in music. So do you sit over there if there's somebody up there performing that you don't like and just kinda with your sax play them off the stage as if if they <laughs> like hear, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh like I hear, Yeah, right. Oh, I'm hearing the sack. Yeah, time for you to go ahead and leave the stage. Thanks for coming by. Good luck. No, but I will say when I have been in auditions, which I do typically drop in and hear some of the auditions, I I mean, we know pretty quickly if it's a yes or no. It doesn't take long to figure it out. So it, it's a pretty quick thing, but you want to give the students some time just to feel like they've showcased everything they can. So obviously, they're somewhat nervous in that situation. So you want to give them time to get into the groove a little bit and show what they have and feel as good as they can about it before they leave. Sure. Usually the auditions are 10 to 15 minutes. Wow. Each? Yes. Wow. That's a long day. It is a long day. <laughs> it is. I'd be very happy to have it done. It's a big part of my workload. Nah. And then we have to Whew. process all the results. And then we go into scholarship season and we offer scholarships. And we offer hundreds of scholarships, and we have to track all those and attempt to recruit all those people. And that, to me, that's my favorite time of year. That's, I love the recruitment of the scholarship musicians. It's really fun. Any uh, scuttlebutt down there about uh, the SEC, anything? This whole uh, SEC-Big Ten uh, partnership now they've created. Sounds like to me they're going to decide what's going to happen in the future of especially – Big-time college football. Any rumblings down there you're hearing your way? Actually, no, I have not. I think people are suffering from a little change fatigue. I don't know. Are you feeling that up there? I just where people are kind of now, like, hearing so many reports of things changing, they're kind of doing a little eye-rolling and like, oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, I I feel like people are a little tired of that. We've had some coaches change in our lineup for the football team here, and that's been – much more front and center for us. We just hired, well, allegedly, I don't know. I think it's getting approved today, but Sean Elliott, who was the Georgia State coach, is yes, allegedly returning. Yeah, and I'm really excited about that. I love him, so I'm, I'm excited. He was the interim head coach after Muschamp left. Great guy. 
Well, do you think change? I see that you know he's made some changes. Do you think this came from the administration? You think he was urged to say, "Look, we gotta we gotta do something here." You're you're getting to the point to where this has to be a a big year for you. Probably some heat there, but I, I want to think. Of course, I don't know. I don't have his ear, but I want to think Coach Beamer was astute enough to realize that it was necessary. How much? of a fan interest and excitement has he brought as opposed to where the program was before he got there? Because I'm trying to weigh the value of Shane Beamer still being there, not just in wins and losses, but is there still that, you know, immediate dividend from him and what the program represents? Or now have people started to go, well, we're not really sure going forward? I, I think there's still the dividend. I think there's a lot of excitement. I've noticed that the buzz is definitely, like I just mentioned, you know, like, for example, the coaching changes. That has been the lead story in all the media around here, the changes there. So people are still invested, heavily invested and optimistic. I think that people have faith that this is going to be a better year and, you know, is it going to be the SEC championship year? We I think anyone who's not delusional <laughs> knows that's not likely to happen, but we want to see a better year, and I think everyone wants to see us go to a ball. So how did you, uh, how'd you spend Valentine's Day, Jen? I had uh, about a dozen text messages wanted me to ask you that question, so you don't have to get <laughs> too personal, but uh, did, you have, did you have a good Valentine's Day? I went to the gym is what I did. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. I, did. I, I love myself. Taking care of myself, I we went to the gym, and then I came home, and I think I made some air fryer chicken, and that was. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What about you? What you do? No boxes of candy for you, huh? No, I didn't. I didn't receive nothing. I get that though. I mean, going yeah, that that I get that. What's you're so busy though? I mean, you had your vacation before. You had your reward yeah. in San Antonio. Well, I'm not really that much in the the traditional Valentine's stuff, like I, you know, the roses and the chocolates and the dinner. I mean, I'd rather have box seats to the Gamecocks or even Washington Commanders. That hurts me to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have tickets or something to that. You know, I, I don't. I don't want all the traditional cheesy stuff. I like something different, and I like people who are willing to do something different and not just do what everybody else does. Well, the good news is as bad, at least on the surface as the Dan Quinn hire was, he's gotten, he's putting together a pretty good staff. It looks like there's been some pretty good additions to the coaching staff. Uh, I think that's positive for you guys. Yeah. True. Yeah. It gives me something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll take that. So what did you do for Valentine's? You haven't said. Did you? Were you equally boring? Well, we yeah, you work. It was what? What was it? Day was it? It was a was it Wednesday? It was Wednesday. Well, we were supposed to have a basketball game. It would have been nothing but work. Uh, we got moved to Thursday because of we got moved to last night because of uh, the conference and ESPNU. That's the um, wild card, if you will. The the Big South is part of that, right? So, for instance, next week's Radford game on the road. At Gardner Webb's already been moved to Thursday because they have that free spot and it's part of the uh, TV deal. But when you get you know well, just kind of like you when you when you work all day and then you get done, you're you're home. You're you're just kind of done. 
<laughs> at that point, right? You're just like, <laughs> okay, it's great, it's great. And you go home and you lay down and then you wake. You end up taking an impromptu nap and it's already like seven thirty. You're like, oh, all right. Well, I always had the devil with me. I had my birthday Monday, and of course, it's so close to Valentine's that traditionally you can't really get any good dinner reservations or anything because the Valentine's stuff spills over into my birthday day. So I did the same thing Monday. I went to dinner. I'm sorry, I went to the gym and went home. <laughs> that Wait was that. Are you telling me I missed your birthday? You did miss my birthday. Oh, my but, Lord. I mean, how, how would you remember? I, I don't know. Why would you care? <laughs> but I'm not supposed to miss your birthday. Mine's easy because it's on Halloween. Well, you can, now you can remember mine associated with Valentine's because that's, it's so close so to So you're that. February 12th. I am. Well, I'm sorry. Happy birthday. I, I hate, that makes me, that really generally makes me feel bad. Oh, don't. Please don't. It, it was fun. And I one oh, thing I do goodness. love about social media, I know we all have things that we don't love about social media, but people are so sweet about sending greetings for birthdays on there. So oh, that was really fun well, to see. I'm, you know what? I don't, I'm usually, I'm not on Facebook for my Rick Watson page very often. I only update the BDST Facebook, right? So I don't see things like that. I miss the whole thing, man. I'm, Facebook. The electric friendship generator. I'm really, <laughs> really, really mad at myself that I missed your birthday. Like, I don't know if I can finish the show now. Well, let's see. What could you do to make it up? Let's think. Maybe you could wear your Gamecock jersey and change your profile picture like you were supposed to do over and over for various facts. All right. All right. I'll, I got to do that now. I mean, that generally upsets me. I mean, I'd have had the peep. The peeps would have reached out to you. You'd have gotten a lot of uh, happy they birthdays. Did. They did already? They did. Okay. Yeah, several of them did. Um, well, they got it, and I missed it. Good Lord. I, <laughs> I just suck. I'm sorry. What a horrible partner I am. <sighs> it's okay. I mean, it's it was it was Monday. I think it, as long as you – when you have a birthday on a Monday, it's just kind of a buzzkill to start with. And then it was rainy here. It rained all day long. It was gray. Nah, I'm not going to let myself off the hook. I'm not letting myself off the hook. I, I'm not going to forget February 12th ever again. I love um, devil's food cake, okay. almond cake. I'm trying to think what else I can request from you. <laughs> Garnet jewelry. Like I said, football tickets. Lots of well-prepared meats, right? Yes, yeah. Barbecue. Bring me some barbecue. That'd be great. Okay, okay. Bourbon. Well, yeah, of course. Now it'd be tough though to shop for, for bourbon because you've got like you've got like this specific. You've got such a big collection. It'd be kind of tough to find a bourbon for you that you'd go, oh, that's different, you know. Well, that's true. It takes some work. You could do some bourbon soaked cherries. I like those in my cocktails. That would be a nice gift. Bourbon soaked cherries, really? Okay. Oh, I love those. Yeah, if you serve me a cocktail with a bright red cherry like they do on a Sunday, thumbs down. Okay. Do not like bad. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I, bad. That's as bad as that guy I told you on our date who told me the, the SEC was an awful, <laughs> evil monopoly yeah, yeah. in the opening minutes of me meeting him on our date. <laughs> you walk into a date and the guy puts down the SEC. Boy, oh boy. Buddy, let me tell you something. You couldn't have blown it any more than if you just set her <laughs> clothes on fire. Good Lord. It was awful. It was terrible. And the person who set us up told me how much I would like him because he played college basketball. No. 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 It didn't work out. No. You know, what are you doing? I mean, come on, dude. 
All right. Well, again, I, I do feel bad. I'm sorry. Happy belated birthday. Thanks. Do you want to sing? Do you sing? Uh, well, I normally would, but I had the game last night, and my voice isn't really. Because oh. usually during the request hour of the show, I try to sing a little bit, and I couldn't really get there this morning. So. Okay. May I make a request then sure. for the request time? Is it still? Are you still doing it? If you want to hear something, we'll we'll get a request on for you. It's okay. the least I can. I would like to hear "Photograph" by Def Leppard. I'm feeling my retro roots with my birthday this week. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I, I I owe that to you. I owe that much to you at least, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> I like this position of power over you, but that's not bad. There you go. There you see. Let's see how. Yes. Quick, there you go. There you go. All Fabulous. Right. All right. Well, again, happy belated birthday. Enjoy your photograph. And uh, have a good weekend. Have happy uh, auditions. All right. All right, thank you, and go Gamecocks. All right, now vow to never miss another birthday of yours. You're good. Jen the Gamecock girl. Photograph. We'll let that take us into the break here on the Finally Friday edition. And you can always be guaranteed that the fine folks at Harvey's GM will never let you down like I just let Jen down. I missed her birthday. Ugh, horrible, horrible. All right. Final segment coming up for another week. Mike Ashley joins us, the Rapid University Hall of Famer. We'll see what he wants to talk about here today. Here on the Finally Friday edition. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, a, little, a little bummed over our uh, Highlanders, but, uh, you know, we, we will uh, get ready to play another game on Saturday. Well, we did the same thing last night. You were on the radio, you were on TV radio explaining, and I was uh, at a, a social gathering in uh, Northern <laughs> Virginia there uh, trying to explain to alumni what's going on. 
Okay. Well, good. <laughs> you're good at that. That's the perfect. You're the perfect guy to try to do. Oh that. yeah. I used to be uh, the number one Highlander apologist. So. <laughs> <laughs> just got to play well at the end of March. Okay, it's at the end of the month and end of March. Just that's all we got to do. That's all we got to do. So. Well, you know that that's and, uh, very true, and that is something I remind people about. And you know what? It it's not trying to be flippant at all. It's true. I mean, yeah. Right now, there's nothing good, but. If you can get some a big win or two, and you do turn it around, if you can put together, well, hopefully it's only a three-game winning streak. Hopefully you don't have to be worry about playing that first night. But I mean, it's a one-bid league, right? And we've you've seen it before, Mike. How many times have you been around this league where it's happened, right? Somebody gets hot at the right time. So who knows? Right, right. And we've been a team that's gone in before. I remember we knocked one year. We were. Uh, number seven seed and uh, beat the number two seed Campbell mm-hmm. down in Anderson, South Carolina. So uh, you know, then we didn't we didn't win the championship, but uh, you know that was one of the bigger upsets in tournament history there at the time. And um, anyway, hey, uh, happy birthday to Shane Nichols today, assistant coach. And I, I the thing that gives me hope is I know what competitors are on our coaching staff and among these players. We've got we got guys with a lot of pride here that are are going to. Uh, hopefully figure this thing out and uh, get us back on track. Well, something else that's happening, and I know something that's near and dear to your heart, because I know you don't like to take the credit, but you are the reason Radford University has baseball. (laughs) You are. I mean, you are. Nobody was as integral in that cause as you, and I love it. I tried to uh, recollect the story, but... College baseball starting today. There's excitement year two for uh, Radford. Obviously, Virginia Tech has built a solid program. So people are following college baseball again here in the NRV. And that first team, something you'll always remember, was near and dear to your heart. And I love the story of how the first baseball uniform came together for Radford University. Yeah, Tommy Bell. I was our trainer at Radford at the time, before Jackie Klaus, and it's hard to remember back before Jackie Klaus, isn't it? She was there doing such a great job for so long, and uh, uh, you know now the uh, Chad Hyatt on the training staff, and uh, um, but yeah, uh, Tommy Bell was our trainer, and in the off season, in the summers at that time, you know, uh, sounds like the old days when guys sold insurance in the off season. Tommy Bell's job in the summer was he went with a trainer in the Phillies organization, and was at the Triple A Portland uh, level, and uh, so he was connected within the the Phillies. I remember him coming back in uh, what was it, 1980, with his World Series ring from Dallas Green uh, and Pete Rose and Mike Schmidt and all those guys that finally broke through and won the World Series. And uh, Tommy was a big advocate for baseball at the time, and actually he was a trainer on the Virginia Tech NIT championship team, if I remember correctly. Anyway. Uh, came to happen that I got involved in helping form the baseball club at Radford University, and those guys were smart enough never to let me play. Uh, but I, um, I formed the club, so there's a club team there. And at that time, we moved to Division One and joined the Big South Conference, which, which was was contingent on us adding baseball as a varsity sport. So that's where I sort of laugh about this because, yeah, I started with the club guys and so many great guys there. And, there are so many good stories from those days. And then, boom, it's like, hey, you got a year to be varsity sport here. And uh, the way we handled that was we hired a grad assistant as a coach, <laughs> the only coach, doing it himself with a team that he pretty much just uh, tried to train for the 
uh, a, a, tri, a triathlon, apparently, because he just put him through conditioning just so guys would quit. And some of the better players probably left the team because they didn't want to do all this running. <laughs> and so off the field, uh, meantime, we're trying to scramble for uniforms, and Tommy Bell, our trainer, comes up with these old Phillies uniforms that come. And so we've got guys wearing, you know, Mike Schmidt's pants, number 20, written in the pants, and <laughs> Greg Luzinski's jersey, you know, and uh, Larry Boa's stuff. The, the, they're the picture, picture the Phillies with the white, with those sort of light red uh, pinstripes. Those are the uniforms we had. Uh, and then we had a hat with a, with a, um, a cursive RU on it that we just did because nobody was too worried about logo, logos and licenses back then. <laughs> All right. And then... Then there was a shortstop from Christiansburg. I, I always get this wrong. I can't remember. It was, I, I think it was uh, Shelton, um, and his mom sewed something on the the P that made it a <laughs> Phillies logo and turned it into an R on the jersey. So we wore the home white every game that year, and uh, <laughs> those guys were in those Phillies uniforms. And I, and I hear some of those guys still have their Phillies uniforms now. We didn't set the world on fire. We only won four games. We were 4-26 and 26 that first year. But the, the thing is, you got to remember, we went from, like, uh, less than a year putting a program on the field just because we had to to be join the Big South. The Big South made it possible for a lot of schools to go Division One because you obviously had a, a conference schedule. And so you didn't have to go out and just go get your brains beat in other, on the road. You could play home-and-home with the other original conference teams. And the same was true in baseball. You know, you could, you could fill out a, a Division One schedule quickly. But uh, um, basically, our you know, we called ourselves Division One, but there was one kid on the team that got $100. That was our scholarships that year. <laughs> $100, baby. Watch out. Watch out. Wow. Just wow. And that, that, player, that player was uh, Ricky Saunders from Hopewell, who went on to a great career as an athletic director in high schools uh, there uh, in the Richmond area. And uh, Ricky was worth the money. He was actually a transfer from Longwood. He was uh, a classic, uh, you know, wasn't a fast guy, but, man, that guy could just hit. Ricky Saunders was such a natural hitter. He, hold, he held most of our hitting records there for a while. Obviously, the first year, he held all of them that year. But, uh, you know, he, he held them for a while, and he was pretty good. He was our first all-conference player, deservedly so. Uh, I think he was the first baseball player into, the, into our Hall of Fame, too. And I, 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 there's nobody I, I'd, I'd, I'd rather see because I love seeing Ricky Saunders. He just makes me smile because he was just such a good guy. And, you know, tough times. You know, you, you, you play that many games in baseball, and you're getting your, you're getting your brains beat in. Uh, those guys, you know, including Ralph Barrier, you know, that a lot of people down there know was on, was on that first team, too. Uh, uh, I joke that, uh, that, that Ray Rusk, uh, uh, our pitcher on that team, but he was also one of our better hitters. I think he led the team in home runs that year. He was the he was the Babe Ruth of Radford at the time. <laughs> Darren Hurst, who I see every year up here in the golf tournament, he's a uh, you know uh, he was he was uh, just uh, so many great guys. And I tell you what, there is a move afoot uh, at the at the gala in April that these guys are all coming back for the anniversary of that the formation of that first team, you know. And I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out and try and get some of the club guys involved in that too because you know. Uh, you know, we weren't great there those early years, and 
but those, how bad will we have been if we didn't at least have a club? You know, there were some guys, there was a little bit of, inst- we didn't have a field either, by the way. We were playing over in Christiansburg and uh, Calfee Park and uh, places like that. And they were joking about the guys coming back. And I said, yeah, that's fine, but we can't let them on campus. They have to go celebrate in Christiansburg or Calfee sure, Park. Sure, sure. <laughs> I love that story, yeah. man. I love that story. I mean, that that's just so that, that is nothing but sheer human want to to make something happen, right? To have the baseball program at Radford. That that's a great story. All right, all right. Now let, let me take you a little deeper dive on this because uh, it was my uh, my second year at Radford, and uh, um, we added men's gymnastics. And I look, I was the I was I ended up being the PR guy for that program too, and I can start rolling off names of great gymnasts we had but the trouble for me was we were recruiting those kids from kids i was the same age at the time by the way uh we were recruiting them from (laughs) new orleans and chicago and places like that there really wasn't any gymnastics men's male gymnastics in the state of virginia and that was where my problem was i i because i was walking around campus all the time talking to guys who told me they were at radford to play baseball and i was like well you know what we don't have a baseball team and there's really no talk of it coming and Next thing I knew, I was writing a column in a tartan, and I had 45 people show up, including some girls that were interested, too, in the whole process, in Heath Hall for a meeting, and then we started generating some publicity on campus, and the next thing I knew, I was standing in Dr. Dedman's office with a petition to start baseball, which I probably could have done through more formal channels, but again, all this was the expedited process, and you know, Dr. Dedman, who was pretty wise about most things, including athletics, uh, said, uh, okay, are you guys paying for it? And we went, yeah, we're going to pay fees. And, were, and he went, okay, you guys can start baseball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if things were only that simple again. I love it. I love it, man. Uh, simpler times. Simpler and better times, to be honest with you. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Hey, I thought about well, you. Really- Really good time. Oh, no doubt. I thought about you because I know she's your favorite basketball player right now. Caitlin Clark, the all-time scoring record last night in women's basketball, and she is – She's special. I mean, you talk about Cheryl Miller back in the day, Cheryl Swoops. I mean, whoever you want to add, she is going to write different annals about the women's game of basketball, Caitlin Clark. The thing about Caitlin Clark is she just doesn't look like she's, you know, an athlete like, uh, you know, Cheryl Miller was or Swoops or – or some of some of the other players that just were just so obviously wonderfully athletic, and, I, and I'm selling Caitlin Clark short because she is that. But the, the shot she hit last night to break the record from that range, people people weren't shooting that in women's basketball, you know, a few years ago. weren't taking shots from out there, and she's not just taking them. She's she probably has a decent shooting percentage from from deep, uh, and and. Beyond that, uh, you know, when I watched her uh, last weekend, she had 10 assists in a game, uh, too. They run the whole offense through her. She's just, she's just marvelous, and uh, just, it, it's really it's just a magical time for, for women's athletics, uh, particularly basketball right now. And, you know, again, to me, that gets back to the history of rap. When I got there, I'm reading that book now, uh, the, the Big Show, uh, about how sports blew up in the 70s. And a lot of it is Title IX and, and the women. And I remember getting to Radford and having to learn what the AIAW was and, uh, you know, and then transferring, trans, transitioning from AIAW, the Association of Intercollegiate Athletics for Women, full NCAA, which, you know, Walt Byers and the NCAA fought tooth and nail forever. And more than that, Daryl Royal and 
football coaches fought it. And, um, oh, it's, it's really great reading what some of these women. And I, I remember Pat Barrett telling me, you know, long, long rides in the car with Pat Barrett to, uh, to go different places and everything. And, and just hearing her stories, you know, about, uh, you know, her showing up at a, at a men's basketball uh, clinic by Bobby Knight so she could learn Bobby Knight's defensive principles. And she was the only woman there with about 300 men, you know? Yeah. That, that was the link she was going to to try and be successful, and she was. Pat Barrett never had a losing season. And if she had a – she thought she was against Division One and didn't want to be a part of that and the big pressure recruiting and all that because she really – she was one of those coaches that took everything to heart so she had thought it through. But, man, I kind of wish uh, she had stayed on and been a part of uh, – because when Charlene took over, things really exploded. You forget – uh, Pat Barrett's team upset Carolina, uh, you know, and uh, uh, was ranked uh, 13th in the nation, Division Two, and then and then um, uh, Charlene, you know, uh, beat them when it was more of a big deal. And uh, that first Pebbles Maynard and that first Division One women's team that won 17 games in their first year of Division One, and don't don't be fooled, Joe Davis and the men won 16 games their first year of Division One. So it was a uh, it was uh, that again magical times back then. I was just out of school uh, for that, and uh, just uh, everything was on an upward arc, and uh, it all made sense then. What was going on in athletics? It doesn't really make sense to me much anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Well, great stuff as always, my friend. Uh, are you gonna? I, I haven't asked you yet. Are you gonna try to come down to the uh, Big South tournament at all at High Point or no? Probably not. Uh, actually, it looks like I will be there. You will be so there. Oh, I, hope, I hope we're all in town for a few days yes, down there. That'd be great. Well, great. That's it's all going to work out well, yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, just just so everybody knows, we do the baseball team does open at Georgia Tech today. That's why we uh, Correct. go to this baseball. So, yeah, and uh, Alex Guerra is uh, – uh, what a great choice is our coach. That guy just oozes Highlander pride and uh, I just I, and, and the kids the, – the, the guys I met last year, I just – I love these guys, and I'm rooting for them to have a great season after what they went through last year and the transition from the other coaching staff. So, four hopefully, o'clock. things will work out well for them too. Yep, four o'clock. Yep, against Georgia Tech, Tech, uh, Virginia Tech's opening at Charlotte, another tough series. So, yeah, college baseball is here. So, uh, springtime will follow shortly. Mike, uh, have a great weekend, man. Stay safe. Great. Uh, thanks for telling that All right. story. Goober again. says, "Hey, great talking to you." Pal. All right, hey to Goober. Yeah, I love the I love the start of the baseball at Radford University story. Mike was the guy. I mean, that's just so much. Fun. I love that too. You just go to the president. Hey, can you guys pay for it? Sure. All right, go for it. How great is that? Ah, simpler times. All right, we'll be back to wrap up the week after this. Spending the majority of mine in High Point, North Carolina, tomorrow night, 6:30, pregame, seven o'clock. 
Islanders and the High Point Panthers. Virginia Tech men play on Saturday against North Carolina. I think that is a 2 o'clock tip. And then the ladies on the road at Louisville on Sunday. So lots of hoop stuff going on. And to echo what Mike said, very happy birthday to uh, Radford assistant coach Shane Nichols. Hope he has a great day here today. Radford and Tech baseball open up their seasons, each on the road today. Tech uh, softball continues. Radford softball, they have a series today, doubleheader, against Bucknell, starting at 1. You want to come down and hang out at the softball park. All right, everybody. Great week. Thanks so much again for your request. Thanks to Will Stewart, Jen, and Mike Ashley. Jen, I'm so sorry I missed your birthday. Got to make it up to her somehow. But always a lot of fun because of you and your requests. Everybody take care. We'll see you on Monday. Center for. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, New River Valley.